four pillars of femininity for perfectionists. Yes. And I was listening to it and my husband, who I didn't expect, I like didn't think he was listening. And he kept like turning around and he was like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> Nina. And I'm Liz. We don't have all the answers, but we do have a bottle of wine and some thoughts. If you're looking for honest musings on life, happiness, health, and wellness, you've come to the right place. We'll even throw in a couple off-the-wall jokes, some personal stories, and of course, some shenanigans. So grab a glass of wine and join the conversation. Hey, Wine and Shiners. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. We're laughing because we were really excited to drink wine today. I brought some from my fridge. I also had tea prepared for us already. So we are not only the tea and shine, but we are the wine and shine today. So we were double fisting. Yes. And um, Nina goes, let's take a sip of this. And we took a sip. Well, first I took a sniff. And I was like, then I saw you drink it. And I was like, okay, well, she drank it. So then I drank it. And I said, how old is this wine? It's from my wedding anniversary, which in June, at the end of June. And it's Chardonnay. It's September. Has it been in the fridge? Yeah. For two months. I don't know about the wine and how long it lasts. I know like wine is better when it's aged, but this wine was not better in the fridge for two months. This wine may be bad. This wine is bad. Confirmed. (laughs) Like smells and tastes bad. I didn't smell it. Smell it. It just smells like alcohol. No, it smells like dirty socks. Smell mine. Okay, yours smells less bad than mine. Now I have to compare. Mine smells bad. Oh, it does smell like old laundry. How? Maybe it's the glasses. Maybe it's not the wine. You know, Hawking Hills Winery. Oh, Hawking Hills. Yeah, it was good. It's actually a really good winery. So it's not reflective of them. No. It's really that it's been in my fridge for two months. And I'm sure that little sealer I have there isn't like protected the best airtight thing that you could find so sorry Hawking Hills Winery I almost went to Hawking Hills today in fact so I guess we've took taken took we've taken a sip of wine right so we've fulfilled our name yeah I would have loved to have the rest of that wine today too sorry dude but we did have um some chai rubius tea is that what it's called I think it's called chai rubius no I think it's Roy. I know what it, I know how it's spelled and it's not rubious. (laughs) Well, we have some yogi chai tea and it's soothing and calming and wonderful. Nice Nice save. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But anyway, guys, today we are talking with Madeline Moon on the podcast and she's an author, a podcast host and a retreat leader. Um, She does transformational life coaching. And today what we're discussing is the harmonization I learned it's not balance, not balance, not balance, but the harmonization between our feminine and our masculine energies. And I found it to be really, really fascinating. I did too, especially because she talks about those energies. First of all, it's not like male, female. She right. says that right up front. Like, that's not what this is. But I found it interesting that she talked about both of those in their purest form, mm-hmm. which both of them in their purest form are really lovely things. Like, 
masculine energy has strength and is, can be stoic and mm-hmm. and some really great traits there. And Getting of course, things done yeah. and like conquering your goals. And then the feminine side of the energy is going to be softer and flowier mm-hmm. and loving. And that's the purest and form. Right. That's the purest form of those energies. But where we get into trouble is where what she says, the deranged mm-hmm. versions of those. So we basically take them and make them less pure than they are by bringing in our own fears and insecurities and, you know, issues with how we were raised. There's all sorts of things that cause us to take that energy and make it something totally different. And that's where it gives us problems. Exactly. And so in the episode, we learned about how we can go ahead and harmonize those two energies so that we're using the purest and best form of them so that we can succeed in what we want to do here. Yeah, it's really, really interesting stuff. So another person that Nina found on Insta. Yeah. So I'm very grateful because we really enjoyed this topic. It's something really different that we haven't done on the show before. Yeah. And I think you guys will learn a lot from it. But before we head into the episode, we did want to shout out our sponsor real quick, Care of Vitamins. So we're still using them. And I know that a lot of our listeners have been using them as well. So if you guys are interested, you can head on over to careof.com and take a quick little survey to figure out what vitamins your body actually needs. And it sends you a cute little adorable package with your name on it and you can get 50% off your first order of vitamins if you use the code SHINE. Awesome. Now let's get into an interview that will really shine and talk with Maddie Moon. Hi Maddie. Well we are so excited to have you on the podcast today. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. I stumbled upon your Instagram and then I stumbled upon your podcast and then I fell in love with it. And then I said, we need to have Maddie on Wine and Shine. Oh, beautiful. I love that. Well, thank you so much for having me. Well, so I was listening actually today to your, it's the four pillars of masculine minded, the masculine minded woman. I forget what it's called. It was like an audio book. Four pillars of yes. Four pillars of femininity for perfectionists. Yes. And I was listening to it and my husband, who I didn't expect, I like didn't think he was listening. And he kept like turning around and he was like, Oh my God, yes. <laughs> and I was like, excuse you. So tell us a little bit about your story and what brought you to exploring masculine and feminine energy. Yeah. So this story is going to take a turn. Um, Mm. We'll loop it back around. So when I was younger, I started to make these realizations between the correlation between how you are treated in life and how you look or how you act. And at the same time, as I started to make these realizations about how society works, especially with women, I was also being raised in a very loving, loving household, but also very conservative, strict, black and white like think strict as in having the rules of your life laminated and put on your wall with your Mm. signature on it. Mm. Like, I mean, to a T, my entire life was really on lockdown and things that were out of my control, I would basically get, what's the word? Like I get not punished, but I would get in trouble for a lot of things that were actually completely out of my control. Mm -hmm. Like if, if another kid did something, I would be punished for it. So there was like this constant desire for control of my life, like as much control as I could get. And the quickest way for me to do that was to really focus in on my body and to be very controlling with the amount of food that I eat and how I look and how people see me. And this led me down seven years of dieting, bodybuilding competitions, fitness shows, fitness 
photography, vegan, paleo, low carb, high carb, raw food, like everything I could do. I just was trying to create that control for myself for all the areas of life where I felt like I might not be matching up. And this was highly fueled by, I wouldn't really say the masculine side of me, but it was the deranged fear-based masculine. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the pure form of the masculine. The pure form of the masculine isn't a perfectionist. The pure form of the masculine is very like calm and focused and can be stoic at times, but it's in strength. And that's a beautiful thing. But this type of perfectionism was like, if I don't do this, then the world will think I'm terrible or I am terrible. Like that kind of fear-based, not logic. So that kind of energy drew me to make most of my decisions around my life until I got to this point where I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot do this anymore. I am so sick of getting on these teeny tiny stages with these little swimsuits only so that judges could tell me I'm still not enough Mm -hmm. and me believing them and me hating my body still, like something needs to change. So I decided to basically be done with the whole fitness, fitness extreme lifestyle and find real health, which meant gaining weight and meant going out with friends and getting drinks and celebrating my birthday and like being a normal functioning human being. Mm -hmm. And to do that for me, I I took a few steps, but one of the biggest steps was I just moved, um, basically moved within 48 hours of deciding, Hey, I should move. I just packed up my car and left where I lived and I moved into the mountains where I created this I just wanted a fresh start where I could really break away from this fit chick label that I had been given where I was currently living. So I found a lot of healing with mother nature. And over the course of four years through that process of intuitive eating and recovering and loving my body and coaching women and doing the podcast and writing books and courses, like over time, I started to make this bigger realization that it really wasn't, I mean, most people know this, it's not just the food and, and it, it it's even more than just like the sense of control. Mm-hmm. It's the worthiness moon, the sense of not being enough and feeling like you have to have control to be enough. And I think one of the answers to that is to focus more on your feminine essence and your masculine essence to focus like what kind of energy am I living out? Am I living out the pure form of the masculine, the pure form of the feminine? What do I need more of? So that's why I never say balance those energies. Mm -hmm. I say harmonize them because some days or some stages of your life, you're going to need full force, dedication, goals, you're going to have to put up boundaries. You're going to have to have some sort of limits or maybe guidelines, not restrictions or anything, but strength in you in what you're doing in your life. But then there might be other phases of life where you really want to retreat and go inward and feel and heal. And you're going to be focusing on those things. So it's about creating that harmony. And through those actions and through those beliefs, you find the root cause to be mm-hmm. healed, which is the fear of not being enough, of not being worthy, of not being loved. And then... After that, you heal the top layer. The top layer, the surface layer, finally gets healed when you get all that other stuff below it. And the surface thing is, oh my gosh, I, quote, feel fat today, or I did so bad with my food today. I, it's important to focus on those things, but it's more important to go deep and deep and deep and figure out where did these things come from? Why do you believe them in the first place? Wow, we had this conversation yesterday. 
actually. We did. About like Liz was talking about how, you know, her struggles with eating and I've been talking about my struggles with anxiety and like, why do we have those controlling mechanisms? Like, why are those there? They're not there just because we think we look fat or we're worried about X, Y, Z. It's like, like you said, it's something deeper and deeper. And it's, it can be hard to dig down that deep and figure out what the root cause is, but it's very worth it once you do. Mm-hmm. Right. How do you suggest to people that are like, okay, I get this. I got it. I have to dig deeper. What are some of the tools you tell them when trying to harmonize the masculine and the feminine and really figure out what some of these underlying issues are? How do you prompt them to start that journey? Well, for anyone that's like totally not in this space, let me first break down what that actually is. Yes. What the feminine <laughs> is. The I was actually going to ask too. <laughs> I know a lot of people are like, oh, man and woman. And it's like, yes, man is the physical manifestation of masculinity. And female is the physical manifestation of femininity. We have both these traits within us. When you can think of the masculinity, yeah, some of it's going to be like, I have my own business. Like, yeah, it obviously took masculine traits to go out there and create it and have that drive. But the masculine is really about pushing out. It's the brightness. It's the sun. It's the the driven nature of you. The Sometimes the logic, even being analytical, being strong, being like physically strong and mentally strong, endurance, it is self-oriented. So it's very much focused on what can I create? What can I do? It's focused on achievement in a healthy way. It is the hunter. It is the warrior. That's really what it is. Like when you think of the masculine as the warrior, so look at your own life. Like what are you doing with your career? How are you forming this family of yours? Or how are you focusing on yourself in life? If that's your mission right now is to have self-mastery. Like you probably have a unique blend of both these energies, but if you are staying focused on some goal in your life at all right now, it's taking a lot of that masculine energy to do so Hmm. because the feminine is more of the pulling in. The feminine is softer. It's Mm -hmm. the moon. It is the creativity. It is the nurturing, the nourishment. It is community oriented where the masculine is very self, the feminine is like, okay, how can I create relationships with, with this, this group here and create community and bonds and healing and find strength in numbers. It's very, the feminine is just very flowy. It's at ease. And not to say like, it's always a flower in the wind. Of course, there's strength with the feminine, but they're different. The masculine Mm -hmm. is knowledge Whereas the feminine is wisdom. It's like innate bodily wisdom. It's this feeling of intuition, very powerful. So if you look at your own life, for example, with clients I've worked with in the past, I seem to attract a lot of very driven clients, clients who are either nurses or lawyers or Marines, like a very high energy sometimes tough love, get it done now type of jobs with deadlines and rushes and pressure. And the women I work with feel comfortable in that state, like more comfortable because it's almost like they always want that next level to achieve and they don't want to just stop Mm -hmm. and be with themselves and they want to keep going and they want to be perfect and they want to be like one of the boys and be tough. And that's not necessarily the masculine. That's almost like like I was saying earlier, it's the deranged form of the masculine. It's otherwise known as the inner pusher, the inner perfectionist, and the inner patriarch. Because the patriarch's all like, mm, 
you should be seen, not heard. And a lot of times in this world, like women are focusing on being smaller physically, but also emotionally and mentally. Mm -hmm. And so being someone who's like, I must achieve and win and be like number one at my work and get a promotion, all that, that's great if it's coming from a place of love and excitement. But if it's coming from a place of, I need to do all these things to prove love, that I am loved and I am worthy, then that's coming from a place of insecurity. And then like, that's the issue with the masculine if it's deranged, but you can look at the deranged form of the feminine and that could be seen more as weakness. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people, a lot of women I noticed today get really nervous when the topic of femininity comes up because for many people, they have femininity, its purest form, confused with weakness. Like they, like, you know, think about movies you watch where- Yeah, like girls are weak. The guy goes to the bar and he says something to his guy friends and he's like, oh God, my nagging wife just won't shut up. And they're all like, bro, yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah. like it, it, you know, if you have a concern, you feel like you're nagging. Or if you get go through a breakup and the guy's saying like, my, cra- my, my ex-girlfriend was crazy. And you're like, oh my gosh, like I'll never be crazy, yes. right? So like- And one time I got an email where this girl was like confused about whether or not she wanted to go travel because an ex flame popped up in her life. And she was like, oh, I'm probably making this a big deal because I'm being a crazy, emotional, typical girl. Right. So like people are thinking people, it's just normal. It's normal to say, oh, I'm emotional. I must be crazy. Oh, I'm Mm -hmm. emotional and crazy. I must be typical. Mm -hmm. And this is very sad because the feminine is not crazy. It may be emotional, because that rocks and maybe typical because women rock. Typically, we all rock. We're all (laughs) powerful, but it's not crazy and it's not crazy in a bad way. And so what I'm my, one of my biggest goals is to help women who have this driven nature to strip those beliefs around the feminine to see it's really not weakness. It's softness. It's being able to be in the car with your partner and let your car, your partner figure out how to get directions whenever you're lost and you not always getting frustrated (laughs) and taking control. Liz, are you thinking of yourself right now? Yeah, that's me. That's that's really me. (laughs) It's about letting someone else for once decide where to eat and you giving up that control Mm -hmm. or even letting something pop up in your life that's traumatic and awful and terrible and being able to cry and to feel and to not puff up your chest and say, I... I'm better than this. I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to let them win. I think the feminine is all about feeling those feelings. And I think a lot of people struggle with that because they think feeling the feelings means you're a crazy, emotional, typical girl. Right. And that's not the case. And so going back to your question, it's not like, here's step one, here's step two, here's your assignment for the week. It's more like, look at your life and where do you feel you struggle with giving up control Mm -hmm. or you struggle with giving trust to people, look at the places where maybe you need more motivation. Like I know very uber feminine, soft, like juicy women who are just always like feeling luscious and Mm -hmm. it's awesome. But where are you going in life? Mm -hmm. You know, some of them are not going anywhere because they're so in that sense of just, let me just be one with the earth that they don't have the fire to go create money from Mm -hmm. what they're doing with their luscious energy. Like they have money blocks. So there's masculine attention there that needs, there needs to be focus on your masculine so you can get up off your, your meditation pillow and go create some conversations to coach people and get clients and have a business. So 
it's not for everyone. So I'm not saying everyone needs to have a business and everyone needs to also be luscious and juicy and flowy. Like you find your own harmony and you find what works for you. And looking at these struggles in the places in your life that are stagnant and energy is not flowing is a great way to see what energy you need more of. Mm. So how do we develop these energies? Like, does that happen through how we're raised? How does that form? Because I would definitely consider myself Every time you describe things with masculine, Nina's sitting here like pointing, pointing at me like 10 yeah. times. <laughs> and I I personally think I identify more with my feminine energy. Oh, and when I'm not in my, and I use my masculine a lot when I'm at work or when I'm teaching, but when I'm not in that state, I feel, and I know you said you don't want to say balance, but it's harmonizing the two, which I really like. And I know I need to harmonize my masculine more during certain areas of my life. So I wonder, yeah, I wonder where do you harness these energies and do some people have one more prominent than the other? Yeah, definitely people have one more prominent than the other. And and to your question about um, where do we get like the baseline of what we have, Mm -hmm. I would say it's certainly a combination, right? Like I, I think when we are babies, we are basically like blank slates. And Mm so we're innocent. We're, we have no prior knowledge of anything unless you believe in half life, past lives. But I think that for the most part, like we are completely ready to be molded. And so even as young as a, a year old, like you're absorbing messages and I mean, even like this is, this is going to blow your mind. Like, so yeah, the egg that created you was in your mom's womb when she was in her mom's womb. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then if you believe that energy vibrates, you know, that your grandma had to go through some tough stuff while she was pregnant. Yeah. That went into your mom and your egg is still in there too. So it went into you. So like you already have stories that are being passed into your little tiny egg. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of factors that go into this. So yes, how you were raised, like if your parents pushed you or they punished you or they rewarded you when you did good, or you had, you were raised that you're bad if you do this, you're good if you do this, you can't hang out with these people, maybe even like being around racist, like racism Mm -hmm. and those things, the pressures of trying to be a person that pleases others. That's the inner patriarch is being people pleasing and and succeeding and like doing whatever it is that we thought that we had to do in order to gain love. So that certainly happens. And I think another part is going to be that you're just born with certain aspects of yourself, qualities, traits. Some babies are really quirky. Mm -hmm. They're quirky. They didn't learn that as being a baby. They're just quirky. Mm -hmm. And some people are just naturally born very, very gifted with music. Like they didn't watch other people play pianos and all of a sudden they were a mastermind. (laughs) They have their own talents. They have their own. It was more than just looking at people. It was a gift that they were given. Do you think that's more of that whole talk about the soul? Like your soul has these stories and it gets, it chose you for a reason. So those qualities come from whether it's past lives or whatever you want to call it. Do you think that's what those come from? Huh. I've never really thought that my soul chose my body. <laughs> so I don't really know. <laughs> um, maybe. I mean, it's cool to think about my, are you thinking like your soul is like existing before you yeah. are? And it's just like. I know that's, I'm sorry. I went totally out there, but I read this in a book once about, <laughs> I read it in um, Rebecca Campbell's book, actually. And she was talking about how our soul has been in so many places. And like, it's, 
chosen you. Like when it decides like I'm, we're going to do this and I've chosen this person and I've chosen this family and like, let's go. I don't know. I just, when you were talking about how people are born with certain traits, that's just what it made my mind think of for some reason. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. I've never (laughs) thought of that because I identify, like, I don't feel my soul is separate from me. I Mm -hmm. feel like my soul is everything I am. And I just happen to be in this body. So I could see like the soul choosing the body, but I don't think it chose me because Mm -hmm. I am the soul in every sense of it. But I like that. I I might have to read that chapter to dive deeper into that and see how she words that. Maybe I misinterpreted it, but that's what, yeah, I don't know. Just what popped in my brain. Anyway. (laughs) I mean, I could just keep rambling forever, but that's pretty much it. It is a, it is a, um, a combination of the two. Like you're, you have outward, information, like you're sending out signals into the world of like who you are and who you want to be seen as, but you're also having incoming. So you're absorbing things, taking them in, internalizing them to figure out how you want to live your life in this world. Very interesting. We're kind of born into feeling one way or the other. How do we change our habits to sort of balance the two energies and get more of what we want? Harmonize. Harmonize. Yes, you're right. (laughs) Harmonize. I like that. Well, like I was saying earlier, look at the places in your life where energy is stagnant. So for example, um, if you have a career or a job where you are terrified of giving up paperwork or assignments, or you're terrified of growing your team because like, you're just so scared of what could happen. They could mess it up. They could send in the wrong paper. They could forget to file it. They could blah, 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 blah. And so instead of facing that, you decide to take on every single task in the world by yourself because you're just so fearful of giving up any kind of control. I would say that is that, that of course there's some very strong masculine do it yourself energy, but there's a lot of fear-based energy there. There's a lot of insecurity of like, I'm the only one that can do it right. No one can do it as good as me. And so I think like start there. If you struggle with that, bring on one person to handle one task and to practice giving up assignments and giving up control so that you can then carve out maybe one hour more of your time to go home and be with your husband, your wife, your family. Like you want to make sure that you're filling up on things other than work and it's going to take practice to be able to do such a thing. And and it and it goes the other way around. Like if you are terrified of speaking up and leaving the house or doing anything that's out of your realm of taking care of a family, like you might be the most nurturing, loving, creative mom who's painting at home and making lunches and like loving on everyone, taking care of everyone. And that's amazing. But maybe there's a part of you that wants to create something in this world. And you're so fearful of rejection or criticism of people looking at you and saying, that's not beautiful. That's not enough. Or how could you dare do that? Like if you're so scared of being seen, then I would invite you to look at the masculine side of you because there's a, there is a fear of playing big there where you want to be small and you, you want to just kind of be there for your family, of course, but maybe not on a, maybe you're afraid to be seen by the, the world. And so I would invite you to look at ideas. What has been stirring around your head that you want to see create in this life? And how can you create a action plan to go out there and do one thing at a time? Maybe start a meetup group. Maybe just go to a meetup group. But to be seen and to do something that fills your heart up in a really positive way happy way and challenges those beliefs that you're not good enough to create something or you're not good to, you're not not going to bring an income. Maybe you thought that you could never be financially um, a contributor to your household, whereas you're totally capable of that and you just need to break those fears. 
How did you, I'm very fascinated with just the level of knowledge that you have on all this. Are there resources out there that you learned about this through? Like what are some good, um, if someone's interested more in this, maybe are there books or, you know, other resources that they could explore? Yeah. So I actually just, um, I'll give a book, not, not my own in a minute, but I did just release a workbook. It's a five day workbook and it's called freeing your feminine spirit. So it pays attention to both the masculine and the feminine on how you can create that freedom for your feminine to grow. So that's a workbook. If anyone's interested in that, it's on my website on the books tab. But other than that, I have read um, one of the best books I have ever read on this topic is called The Book of She by Sarah Avant Stover. Uh, the Book of She, fa- like fantastic. One of the, like it's one of those books that I took me so long to read because it was like so perfect, and I just had to slow down and focus on one page at a time because there it was just so intense how much I was relating to everything. That was really helpful. I think like. Oh, also Body of Wisdom. That's a great book as well. Mm -hmm. I read that when I was in Europe and I loved it. But ultimately, I think a lot of this has been like the feminine wisdom. Like I just feel like I have a lot of wisdom on this and I think a lot of other people do too, but they get fearful of hearing the words feminine and masculine because it might sound too Mm woo-woo. Like you're, okay, put divine in front of it and then it's like really like, ah, divine, (laughs) feminine. It's like, oh God, that's a religion or something. But it's not. It's it's just like who you are. You have both of that and it's divine and it's beautiful. So if you could just get rid of the mindset that this is like all this woo-woo crap and actually realize that you don't really have a choice whether or not you're going to pay attention to it. You're living it. Like you have that in you. You can choose to ignore it and to not pay attention to it, but it is still there in you and every single person you meet. So you might as well do some research and learn a little bit more. I just think it's so helpful to learn about, like even when you were describing the two, and I know Liz, you were saying you felt like you identified more with the masculine Mm -hmm. and I felt like I identified more with the feminism. It's just, it makes so much sense that we're both of these energies and that in order for us to succeed the way that we're supposed to succeed and do what we're supposed to do here on this earth, we are here to harmonize them. And And like you said, it's not always this equal, right? Like some days you're going to need your masculine more and some days you're going to need your feminine more. But if you're not aware of those, then you can't use them as- To your advantage, Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like bringing, once you know something, you can never not know it. And I'm Mm -hmm. still to this day uncovering more. I think the past couple months, I've been uncovering more about my masculine because I, I did think, and you'll hear on like probably my old podcast, if anyone listened to like, the past 20 episodes somewhere in there, I've probably said that like my perfectionism is very masculine, but it's not. And and that's something that I got confused. So I'll be the first to admit that I'm continuously saying things that I later realize I don't really like. And that's one of those things is me saying like perfectionism is masculine because it's not, it is Mm -hmm. so not. That is the inner patriarch, the inner, I have to do everything where I'm not enough. And that's not the pure form of the masculine. Like it isn't. And so it, this is one of those topics where you have to come to it knowing that your ideas may change, you're going to evolve, you're going to grow, and you're going to uncover more. And looking at the stages of your life is really important. Like I realized during spring and summer, I'm super like, let's create all the different courses and write and mm-hmm. go travel and blah, blah, blah. And then in the winter, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just, please, I don't want to Instagram. I don't want to do it. I don't want to anything. I can't hang. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just it's totally feeling 
and feminine and emotional and it's all good and I love it. So that's that's a great tool as well. It's just looking at patterns. And it's okay. You don't have to be the same all the time. The way you feel in the wintertime doesn't have to be the way you feel in the summertime. And I think a lot of times people struggle with that too because they're like, why do I feel less motivated now? Or why do I feel more juicy now and not then? And just being okay with the seasons of life that we're going through in all aspects. Yeah, because your identity is... I think we get hung up in our own identity and being like, I am this person. Like, Mm -hmm. this is what I wear. This is what I eat. This is what I do. This is how I think. But that's always (laughs) shifting, especially if you're growing. Exactly. So... Makes total sense. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like that, like this whole past week I have been so like, oh my God, life is amazing. Like I'm on fire, blah, blah, blah. Like everything is so good. And then this weekend, like everything feels like it turned upside down, like totally taken aback by life. And, and I understand that. And I'm not like, is this going to be forever? Like, I'm like, I know this is short term. I know this is going to permanently change some things in my life, but I am okay because like, I understand one, I am in control to some extent over like the direction of my life. Like I know some things are out of my control, but I also know that when I am ready, I will pull on through. And, And when you have this kind of idea. I think it gives you so much power. Instead of me sitting here being like, life, why did you do this to me? I'm forever stuck here. I hate you life for taking away my happiness. I'm like, okay, this needs to be felt. There's some, somewhere in here, like, I know this is a good thing and I'll see it later. Uh, I don't, and I even have said to people, I'm not like someone said, like, be grateful. Like, you know, this, and I'm like, you know, I'm not grateful. Not right now. I know it will be in the future. But right now I have no room for gratitude and I'm so fine with that because I know it's coming. But for right now, give me my space because I need to feel all the anger in the world I can. And it's like so nice to be able to do that. And and I think that's a very like mature place to be at when it comes to emotions because it does take a lot of time to realize like there are phases in life and you will go in and you will go out. So if you don't feel like you're at that place and you're acting out in anger and you feel like you're stuck in this place forever, give yourself grace and let yourself be there because maybe you need to be there first to learn how to be somewhere else. Yeah. It's something that I've been working on a lot myself because I don't like, I want to be happy all the time or I want to always have gratitude or whatever. But it's like, you know what? Sometimes you're allowed to not feel grateful and you're allowed to be angry and you're allowed to feel those feelings because like you said, if you're aware that that's not you and this isn't how your life is going to be forever, let yourself sink through those feelings and, and deal with them. And later on, you'll see why they were there. And it makes you appreciate those good feelings so much more True. when you are able to like sit in and identify the negative ones. But man, it's hard when you're in it. Yeah. (laughs) That's so true. And it is hard. And you know what? Like this is how the whole question of how do you harmonize your masculine and feminine? This is how. Mm -hmm. Like if you have been ignoring feeling things, if you've been pushing them down and you've been disregarding them and you've you've been staying in your zone of toughness, that is why you have, and I'm 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 not talking about you, but I'm just saying that is why anyone Mm -hmm. has- food issues, body issues, yeah. control issues, because they have so much of this like river that's just flowing blocked by a dam. And it mm. is so high, so high. And if you had just like, if you could just learn how to break that dam and let it start flowing, it'll be really tough at first. It'll be like big crash and wave. But then after a while, it'll just be this steady stream. And that that is your feminine. That's your feminine. That's been blocked the ability to feel and to to risk looking weak because you're not weak. You're just soft and you're mm. feeling 
what you need to feel because you are a human being. Like you're made to have these emotions. And if you're blocking them, then yeah, you're going to be falling prey to the inner pusher, the inner perfectionist, the inner patriarch. Man, I think that this conversation I could sit here for hours. Yes. And also, (laughs) this is something we've never talked about on our podcast. And I know I've been thinking a lot about these questions. And I'm sure some of our listeners are like, this is something I've never thought of before. Yeah. So I've loved it. Yeah. It's juicy. It is juicy. Can you tell our listeners where they can find more from you? So talk a little bit about your podcast, your coaching. You do retreats. You do all of these cool things. Um, Just tell them a little bit where they can find you. So my website where all my blogs are and on my podcasts are is maddymoon.com and that's Maddie, M-A-D-D-Y, Moon. And my podcast is called Mind Body Musings. You can find that on iTunes and Stitcher and like I said, on my website. And yes, I do retreats. The next one is called The Feminine Surrender. Um, it's a weekend haven for coming back home to your ability to trust and receive and express. So that's going to be in Boulder, Colorado, October 27th to the 29th. If anyone is interested in that, there is a tab on my website that says events and you can click there to have a phone call with me about this. And I do coaching. I do one-on-one coaching. And if anyone is interested in that, you can go to the coaching tab on my site and see testimonials, what I offer, what I do, and what that looks like. And you can apply for a session with me. Awesome. And Instagram, obviously. Yes, and Instagram. (laughs) And Instagram, I'm Madeline Moon with M-A-D-E-L-Y-N Moon. Mm. Yeah, I'm all over that. Awesome. I'm actually going to be in Colorado this October I think it's the 17th or something. So I think it's the week before. Where I'm going to be in Denver. I don't know how far away Boulder is. Probably not. Close. It's about 30 minutes. It's not oh, that just far. kidding. <laughs> I was like, probably not close. That's not even that bad. Man, if I was, if it would have aligned, I would be there. I'm like a week too early. Oh, I know. That would have been so great. Maybe mm. next time. Yeah, next time. Colorado's so beautiful too. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to go. Mm-hmm. It's going to be amazing. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and talking to us about all of the wonderful energies that we possess. I think it's going to be really helpful for our listeners. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was a wonderful chat and I hope everyone got something really juicy out of this and can come on over to my site and get more. Yay. Perfect. Awesome. All right. Well, a big thank you again to Maddie Moon for coming on the show. I know, as I mentioned, when we started the episode, this is something that we haven't really talked about before, masculine and feminine energies. It's kind of, it sounds kind of woo-woo, but it definitely has awesome practical applications in our lives when we are able to harness those and harmonize those energies and really tune into what our strengths are there. So I know I'm looking forward to going on to Maddie Moon's site. Um, I mentioned in the episode that I had downloaded her, it's um, like an audio book thing, it's about an hour long. Um, I'm really interested also in her little ebook that she referenced to checking that out. So highly encourage you guys, our listeners to head on over to our website for everything Maddie Moon. Her podcast is wonderful. Um, Nina and I have both tuned into that. So check her out and connect with her. We know you'll find a lot of value in her stuff. Well, that's all we have for you this week, listeners. But of course, if you are enjoying the podcast, please don't forget to leave us a review, share the podcast with a friend, um, and join our Facebook group, which is The Wine and Shiners on Facebook. We're having lots of cool conversations there. We would love to chat with you more. All right. Well, until next time, we'll see you later. Bye.